Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 415, for Saturday, July 1st, 2017. This is the BGG Top Ten edition. For only the second time ever, we have two new entries in the Top Ten. The other time that happened was back in October of 2016, so not that long ago. And that means twice in the last year we've had two new entries at once, in case there was any doubt about the recent volatility of the list. With two going in, that means there are two going out, and the first one is a big one. Two quarters back it was number 9, last quarter it was number 10, this time around it slides to number 12, and it is Puerto Rico, by Andreas Seafarth, published by Rio Grande Games with a rating of 798 that's a one-point decline for the fourth consecutive quarter. And now it is out of the top ten. This is a big deal. Puerto Rico had a 42-quarter run. That would be the entire duration of this list, going all the way back to January of 2007, which leaves Twilight Struggle as the only game to have been on every edition of this quarterly list. And on that first list, it was number ten. Puerto Rico peaked at number one for ten quarters, making it the second longest running number one in the history of this list. Twilight Struggle, uh, far and away the first, but Puerto Rico, the second longest. It was number one for most of 2010, and also from the beginning of the list through July 2008. At that point, it was dethroned for a year and a half by Agricola, and that, of course, was a defining battle on this list going back from 2008. And really, they dueled it all the way until Agricola finally fell off the list uh, several months ago. At this point, Agricola is 20 points of precise rating behind Puerto Rico and sitting at number 14. So I suppose that battle will continue. Puerto Rico's peak rating was 8.44 on January of 2007, and that was a mark that was never even, uh, no one ever came close to that through most of the history of this list. Uh, when Twilight Struggle was number one for years on end, its rating was around 823. Again, 844 was Puerto Rico's mark. And it was only recently finally surpassed by Pandemic Legacy in January of, of this year, which means for 10 years, Puerto Rico held the mark for the highest BGG rating. The other one dropping out of the top 10 is the Castles of Burgundy. After an eight-quarter run, it went from 10 to 9, now down to 11. Its rating is 8.00, a rating of 8, and not in the top 10. It's a one-point gain, actually, from last quarter. It has reached its peak precise rating of 7.997 after kind of sitting still for a few quarters. And you can't count it out yet. I'm not going to go into great detail about this one because I think it's going to return to the top 10 next time around. We will see. But on to the top 10. In its 13th quarter on the list, making it the third longest running game here, sliding down two spots to number 10 is Caverna, The Cave Farmers, by Uwe Rosenberg, published by Z-Man Games with a rating of 801. 
a one-point decline for the fourth quarter in a row, and in the precise, it lost 13 points to 8.005. The gap between Caverna and the Castles of Burgundy is now all the way down to 8 points in the precise, down from 24 in the last quarter. A rating of 8.005 means that Caverna is the highest-rated number 10 ever. There are many times it would have been much higher in the list with a rating like this. The peak it could have had would have been in April of 2008 when it would have been number 5 with a rating of 801. But not this time. Right now it's number 10. Also sliding down two spots to number 9 in its fourth quarter on the list is Seven Wonders Duel by Antoine Boza and Bruno Catala, published by Repos Production with a rating of 802. That is a one-point decline after consistent gains since entering the top 10. Uh, Followed a traditional path, gained 6, gained 3, gained 3, gained 1, now has lost 1, and slides down two spots. Our first new entry is at number 8, up from number 14 last quarter, number 23, two quarters back, Terraforming Mars, by Jacob Frixelius, published by Stronghold Games with a rating of 809, so a big 7-point gap between Terraforming Mars at number 8 and Seven Wonders Duel at number 9. And after two quarters at number 6, sliding back one spot to number 7 in its third quarter on the list is Scythe, by Jamie Stegmeier, published by Stonemeyer Games, also with a rating of 809. That is flat for the quarter, as part of the reason it lost ground, but only part of the reason. In the precise, we see that Scythe is at 8.093, Terraforming Mars at 8.091, so they are separated by a very narrow gap of two points there, which means on their current trajectories, we can fully expect Terraforming Mars to pass up Scythe. In fact, we can see Terraforming Mars, well, it, it should be interesting. <laughs> the next quarter will be interesting to see how the top five plays out. An interesting thing I noticed about Scythe, it has a very mature ratings profile, by which I mean the number of ratings it has is comparable to longer-running games. It has over 17,000 ratings, whereas Pandemic Legacy has just over 18,000, and it's been, well, it's been around for probably six months more. Twilight Struggle, which has been around for much, much longer, has 27,000, so half again as many, but that's not that much more than Scythe. So this is not some flash in the pan. Scythe's ratings should stay relatively stable, whereas someone like Terraforming Mars only has a few thousand, and that's why it's accelerating so fast. Also true of the second new entry, which we will see in a little bit. First, though, at number six, after four quarters at number four, our second longest-running game in the top ten, 16 quarters for Terra Mystica, by Jens Drogemüller and Helga Ostertag, published by Z-Man Games with a rating of 8.15, and that is flat. In fact, in, even in the precise, there were three quarters where there was no change in the precise, and this time it nudges up just one point, 8.153, its own personal best performance. Interestingly, i got to maybe stop saying the word interesting over and over. The last time Terra Mystica was number two, which was its 
peak position in October of 2015, its rating was 8.141. Now its rating is 12 points higher, and it's number 6. That, of course, is the constant and increased competition from the newcomers, which have flooded into the top five. One of them is here at number five for the third quarter in a row, Star Wars Rebellion by Corey Kaneska, published by Fantasy Flight Games, the rating of 816, one point better than Terra Mystica. That's a two-point gain for the quarter, following gains of 6, 8, and 14, so it is slowing its acceleration, but still gaining positions. And in fact, in the precise, it is only two points ahead of Terra Mystica, 8.155 to 8.153. Our second new entry is all the way up here at number 4, after being number 11 last quarter, and number 3,503, on the first of the year, it is Gloomhaven by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games with a rating of 817. That's a 20-point increase from where it was last quarter, and that puts it one point ahead of Star Wars Rebellion, which in turn was one point ahead of Terra Mystica, which was six points ahead of Scythe and Terraforming Mars. Gloomhaven's average rating is 9.08. on just over 4,000 ratings. The last time Through the Ages 2 had such a high rating was in March of last year, and it only had 1,500 ratings, not over 4,000. Pandemic Legacy never had a rating that high. It peaked at about 906, and that was when it had only a few hundred ratings. Even though Gloomhaven has rocketed into the top 10, uh, it, it has slowed down here in the last month. It's, there aren't nearly as many uh, new people adding games, and it's because, unlike Pandemic Legacy, which was in stores and had lots of people buying it constantly, Gloomhaven, due to its distribution, uh, was a Kickstarter, had a big influx of Kickstarter backers, and now there just aren't a lot of copies out there. So it's going to have to wait for the next Kickstarter to deliver. The next influx is supposed to be August of 2017, just next month, for those backing the second Kickstarter run. So if that holds to schedule by the next time we report here in three months, there might be another big jump, another big boost, influx of new owners. At number three for the fourth quarter in a row, Uh, The old man of the list, 43 quarters, the longest-running game, the only game that has been here the entire time. It is Twilight Struggle by Ananda Gupta and Jason Matthews, published by GMT Games with a rating of 8.22. Whereas every other game's rating decays, Twilight Struggles has not. Every other one you can expect will, will peak and then slide back out. Uh, it has happened to Puerto Rico. It took a really long time. And Agricola. And it happens to other games much more quickly. Think of games like Eclipse and Android Netrunner, uh, which peaked and have fallen back off. But Twilight Struggle, 8.22, that's the rating it had when it was number one. It peaked at 8.24, 
but on January in January of 2014, it slid back to 8.22, and that is where it has been for three and a half years, aside from a slight blip when Pandemic Legacy passed it. So consistency, that is what Twilight Struggle is all about. It is not going anywhere. If you want to pass Twilight Struggle, you just need to have a better rating than it does. And that will likely be true for Gloomhaven next time around. I don't know that Star Wars Rebellion can do it, because it has slowed down so much, I think it is going to peter out much like Terra Mystica did. Uh, theoretically, Terraforming Mars could, but we don't typically see games have a 15-point gain into the top 10 and then do it again. That doesn't happen. Like Star Wars Rebellion, for example, gained 14 points into the top 10 and then 8. Through the Ages was 27 points into the top 10 and then it gained 5. Even Pandemic Legacy was 12 points and then 6. Well, 12 points after debuting at number 1. So Twilight Struggle may slide to number 4 next time, but doesn't appear to be in any imminent danger of going further south than that, certainly not due to its own rating. At number 2 for the fourth quarter in a row is Through the Ages, A New Story of Civilization by Vlada Kavadl, published by Czech Games Edition with a rating of 8.31. That is flat in the non-precise, and in the precise, it loses a little ground for the first time. 8.306 after significant increases each of the last three quarters. It's a four-point decline in the precise, and it's just, I think it's maybe reached saturation. The number of new ratings each day is just a handful. And there's really no reason to think that's going to change going forward. So it may start to encounter a natural ratings decay. It has likely reached its peak. But the same apparently can't be said for the number one game. At number one for the seventh quarter in a row... And, in fact, it has been on the list only for seven quarters. It debuted at number one. Pandemic Legacy, which we may have to start referring to soon as Pandemic Legacy Season 1 to differentiate it from its sequel. By Rob Davio and Matt Leacock, published by Z-Man Games with a rating of 8.49. That is another gain. One point in the non-precise, 13 points in the precise to 8.493 as it yet again notches its highest ever rating. It has not stopped climbing since reaching the number one spot, continuing to put more and more distance between itself and the rest of the list. It now has a, an 18-point lead on Through the Ages, 27 over Twilight Struggle, and it's 32 points all the way down to Gloomhaven. As a reference... There is a 31-point gap between Through the Ages at number 2 and The Castles of Burgundy, which is not in the top 10 at number 11. So Pandemic Legacy, really something else. But what about Gloomhaven? Couldn't Gloomhaven dethrone Pandemic Legacy? Indeed it could. Pandemic Legacy's rating right now is 8.67. That's its average rating, which is great. Through the Ages is 8.72, but it only has about a third or maybe only of a quarter of the total number of ratings. Well, Gloomhaven has about a quarter of Pandemic Legacy's ratings too, and its rating is 908, 
How stable can that be when the next influx of owners arrives? And the real question is, how many more people are going to play it? Again, 4,000-some ratings for Gloomhaven, 18,000 for Pandemic Legacy, and it's still adding constantly. It's going to be a race not for just the average rating, but for the number of owners. That's what Gloomhaven's going to need to overcome to unseat Pandemic Legacy. And I'm not going to say it's not possible. I think it is possible. But it depends on exactly how Gloomhaven matures and how high that rating stays. For Saturday, July 1st, 2017.